Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension School, episode 25. Today we will be talking about the Netflix series, Ancient Apocalypse, and how it relates to the emerging energies of both Lemuria and Atlantis on our planet today. Hello, my friends. Today I am so excited to bring to the forefront of our conversation a very fascinating Netflix series, as well as a few other thoughts I have regarding Atlantis and Lemuria and our experiences there, our past lives there. So interestingly enough, I do not typically watch Netflix. I am not a, a watcher of television uh, very frequently, but it just so happens that over the last few days, my partner convinced me to sit down and watch a few shows. And as I was going through the different shows that were available, I came across Ancient Apocalypse. And those are the only kind of shows I honestly get into more, more often than not nowadays. Seem to be like documentaries. I like a lot of the Gaia TV that's out there. But this particular show, I'm sure most of you have heard of it. It's actually become quite popular on Netflix. And if you look up the media about it, it's very divided. You have about half the people who are way into it and they're maybe what you could consider to be conspiracy theorists, but that's what they're labeled as by the other side who calls the show dangerous and that it shouldn't be out there and that it's preposterous and all of the things that are so eloquently indicated by the host who mentions that there are a lot of people who are against what he says. The host of the show is Graham Hancock and I do not know a lot about him. I know he's a journalist and he's been researching these kinds of things for many, many years. And basically the premise of the series, if you kind of want it in a nutshell, is that he has spent a large portion of his life doing research about ancient cultures and ancient uh, different megaliths and temples and ruins that are out there, archaeology essentially, and come to find out through his connections with other scholars who are archaeoastronomists. I didn't even know that was a thing. They study the astronomical knowledge of prehistoric cultures. At any rate, he is presenting ideas that there was a very advanced civilization that existed pre-flood, essentially. And this is something that is very, very difficult for modern-day historians and, and archaeologists to swallow, simply because as we know, uh, the status quo likes to be the status quo, likes to maintain its position. And when an authority calls out a certain belief based on their research, they do not like to be challenged. And this is essentially what is happening. Now, the part about this particular show that I thought was fascinating was I kind of saw the future. And I honestly saw some of what Gaia does is very similar to what I see being done in the future where you're combining people who have highly developed clairs who are able to go to the Akashic Records and they are able to create documentaries based on the knowledge that is brought through channelers. And that came to me as just an idea, a potential timeline that could happen in the coming years because what we need, the piece that was missing from this is like, you guys, we have access to these records through our clairsentience, our clairaudience, our clairvoyance, those gifts which were given. And it is an amazing thing to be able to bring these things to light. 
history and knowledge that was not recorded that didn't stick around now i believe some of it has it's just maybe covered up uh, literally covered up by land or uh, just covered up uh, on purpose but i truly believe that as people become more accepting of the gifts that a psychic or channeler has then they will be able to feel confident that what is being brought through is a potential reality, a potential history. Now, the other fascinating thing about the idea of history that Spirit has dropped in for me over the last few years is the fact that there are always several timelines. And so as I watched the show, the uh, Ancient Apocalypse show, where he went from site to site throughout the world to prove that a giant apocalyptic event had occurred that he pinpointed had occurred through a, a comet potentially uh, well it was the tail of a comet coming into contact with the earth and causing great wreaking great great havoc all across the earth and these ancient civilizations were trying to warn future people that this could happen again in fact he, he does say i think it's twelve thousand year cycle that that they were talking about with this comet now you can go into a lot of detail about this i know that sal rochelle has written quite a bit about his theories of how and why this happened. And I cannot remember right now, and I actually don't want to go that deep into this to discover and explore some of those possibilities, but I highly encourage you do so. I just want to touch on the fact that, again, I feel like there are multiple versions and timelines of history that occurred depending on which one you tap into. And it's fascinating to consider that there could be these parallel timelines that historians are tapping into. In fact, I still remember, and I think I dropped this into a podcast episode, there was a time I was in a session and Spirit said, well, John the Revelator in the book of Revelations actually received several different timeline, potential timelines. And it just so happens that the ones that were included in the book of Revelations were those that were the most destructive and violent and included a lot of warfare as much as people have interpreted it that way. But there were other timelines where this process of birthing the new earth did not occur so dramatically or so violently. And so that brings me to consider, you know, how those timelines occur, how they cross, where are we, what version of Gaia uh, is our reality in, what what Gaia experienced in all of the multiple parallel lives. And is it time for Gaia, just as we have been invited to call in our parallel lives? That was a big emphasis that I brought through the beginning of this year. If you go back and listen to some of my podcasts and even a guided meditation about bringing in our parallel lives, it made me think, well, maybe, maybe this is where Gaia is. And is there a way for us to assist her? But stepping back into the idea of the ancient apocalypse, I want to bring forth some ideas about Atlantis. And one of the episodes that I watched, I think it was actually the first one because I didn't start at the beginning. It was kind of interesting. I didn't start at the beginning. <laughs> I entered the series like in the third one or something where it was talking about the Bahamas. It was talking about the, well, like it was Florida near the Bahamas, the Bimini, uh, the Bimini Strait if I remember the name correctly, basically there was a giant road, essentially a giant road with stones that they have mapped out on the sea floor that indicate a civilization that was quite advanced 
had utilized this area. And of course, with the flooding of the melting of the ice, you know, the ice age melting or the, the, catas- the, the catastrophic event of the comet causing a very rapid flooding of the planet. And of course, this is all related to, you know, the, the legends in different faith cultures where it's, you know, Noah and there are lots of other ancient texts that refer to a great flood. But with this particular part of the world where there's actually these giant megalithic stone structures, uh, roads that go through, and it's been completely ignored by mainstream archaeologists because it does not justify their view, their perspective on the fact that there weren't very advanced civilizations before then. When in reality, we of course know, at least if you follow me, you might suppose or hope which is what I do, that there were indeed more advanced civilizations. I truly believe there were more than just Lemuria and Atlantis also, but my guides have always mentioned that Lemuria is an energy and so is Atlantis, and it could have repeated a few times throughout history. That's another fascinating fact to consider, is that if Lemuria is simply an energy, could there have been different phases Uh, on Gaia, where Lemurian energy was very potent and very strong, could there have been multiple Lemurian, quote-unquote, Lemurian golden ages? Could there have been, quote-unquote, multiple golden ages of Atlantis where technology flourished and then something happened and it backtracked again? But it's, it's fascinating to consider the cycles and to consider these possibilities. Now, it is really also very interesting in the show where it talks about how we've kind of returned to that same place where these advanced cultures were, where people aren't caring as much about the planet, where they are putting the almighty dollar above, uh, you know, human kind and, and poverty and these social issues of the day, and that they are really emphasizing gain and industry over a lot of other parts of our lives without going into a ton of the conspiracy theory part of this discussion i just want to encourage you to begin to connect a little bit more to atlantean energy and again i've had people over the last little while tell me they had an aversion to anything atlantean which was interesting for me to hear because i thought okay but it made sense I've had a lot of people who experienced past lives with trauma in Atlantis. I myself did as well. I've had more than one life in Atlantis and I feel like I experienced trauma there. And so part of what we're doing right now is we're releasing the trauma and this show is bringing that to the forefront. So for those of you who have watched it, I want you to think about calling in your guides calling in whatever parts of you experience that trauma and holding space for yourself to heal so that we can bring forth the beneficial parts, the beneficial energies that are associated with Atlantis. It's kind of like we want to avoid throwing out the baby with the bathwater because there definitely were things that occurred during the time of Atlantis. You can read a lot of this in Dolores Cannon actually which were uh, caused by ego, if you want to put it that way, and were caused by a lot of advanced 
scientific research and things which were doing genetic manipulation in a way that was not in alignment with source energy. And so for those who were involved in that, and not just the genetic manipulation, but just technology in and of itself, where they were really kind of taking it into their own hands to make big changes and to, it, it, I've heard people say play God is what they feel like they were trying to do. And of course we are all uh, inside, deep inside gods and goddesses, and we have connection to that. But I think the issue was that they were doing it for their own personal gain and for egoic purposes. And so it's interesting to consider that if we release that, were there valuable parts of our Atlantean experiences? Now, some of you might have had visions or done past life regressions for of Atlantis, which do contain beautiful memories. And so I want you to even call in dreams or visions or impressions about the lives you spent during the golden age of Atlantis. The golden age of Atlantis where the technology was done with the intention of building up humanity, with the intention of assisting humans to go through the ascension process. What's dropping in right now is that the genetic kind of uh, energetics that they were trying to carry out if it's done in alignment with source energy, that is basically bringing back the original divine blueprint with which we were all uh, built, we were all created, right? And that genetic blueprint is our soul, original soul template. And if we can use some of the learnings of our past lives in Atlantis, for those of us who worked with genetics, who were geneticists, then it might be possible for us to now turn that into something beneficial for those who are on the ascension journey today. Because so much of this upcoming next few months, as I've had spirit dropping in, has to do with working at the level of DNA and discovering how to flip on some of those switches in our DNA and turn off others in order to rapidly accelerate the ascension process in a way that is less jolting to the body. Because as you work on things at that level, that's kind of the root and then everything springs forth from there. So it's a really fascinating thing. Circling back one more time to the Ancient Apocalypse series, I want to encourage you to go ahead and watch it because as I did, I was definitely feeling the sacredness of some of us, what was brought through, and I was definitely feeling how it is important for us to encourage our children to connect with the stars. It came forth the importance of astronomy, the importance of studying the night, the night sky, the, the heavens. I mean, if that doesn't humble a group of people, I don't know what would, you know, to really look out there at that great beyond and see what we are and see what else is out there and really give us perspective. So again, that's something that came, you know, out to me was 
to think about studying astronomy a little bit more in depth because these ancient cultures that were more advanced, it looks like they were very, very well versed in astronomy. And of course, many of us know as the video, as the series conveys, there were extra terrestrials or interdimensionals who came forward such as Isis. And there was another being that was depicted as like a fish being that came forward. And it's super fascinating how all of these ancient cultures have myths and legends about these beings that I truly believe were interdimensionals. And of course, as I mentioned before, Sal Rochelle does have quite a bit of information about that. I'm constantly working with people in one-on-ones, bringing forth connections to star races that were hybrid on the on the planet. I recently had a session with someone, and in that session it came through, there were Lyran beings who were matched with humans in our ancient history and produced Lyran human hybrids. And some of you out there not only carry the cosmic DNA of Lyra, but also the physical DNA of Lyra. And it really was a fascinating channeled message that came through for this particular individual. It was so lovely to see that connection and to know and understand, wow, so many of us are such a great percentage of these star races, these cosmic races. They truly are our star mothers, our star fathers, and we are at once human and cosmic. We are all of them. And if you look at it that way, you know, technically humans are interdimensionals when we go to their planets. So it's, it's, it's all one. We're all part of source energy and we're all brothers and sisters. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this particular episode. As you know, with these, I just let us dip our little toes into the subject and then encourage you to go out and study on your own. Before I wrap up, I just want to mention that I have a few events coming up in December. I have all of my regular gatherings. You can check out those through the link below. And then I have three other special offerings just for the month of December. The first one is an Atlantean past life regression. So I will be booking a very limited number of spots. They're one-on-one sessions where I will connect with you and we will visit your Atlantean past lives, bringing through information that might be pertinent for your soul journey now. And the link for all of these offerings is below. So without, you know, telling you that every single time I present another offering, just know if I'm saying it, it will be below. You can find out more. The second offering is a winter solstice goddess group activation that will occur on the 21st of December. I'm very excited for this gathering. I've been working with a lot of goddess energy as I have collaborated with Amron Bevels of the Priestess Transmissions. And so I'm looking forward to bringing that through for some of you who would like to be involved with those goddess energies during solstice. And the third offering is an interesting, interesting offering that came through. Spirit dropped in and mentioned that it might be a good idea for us to do a little Akashic Records inventory at the end of 2022. It's kind of like a year in review. 
And what we'll be doing is we'll be heading to the Akashic Records to do a few different things. One, to check what contracts you have going to see if it is time for you to close out any of those contracts and to see what's on the horizon for you. There are always potential timelines, potential contracts. It's really about you stepping into your sovereignty as you get to know the Akash a little bit better and making a point to be very intentional with everything that you do. So check out the details below if you're interested in booking sessions or coming to the gatherings that I mentioned. I'm really excited to connect with you. I absolutely love to meet with you one-on-one -on -one and to co-create with you one-on-one -on -one and in groups, all of the things. I just love spending time with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I do appreciate a follow or a like, or if you are on Apple Podcasts, leaving a review is always a wonderful exchange of energy. As always, I'm sending you so much love and reminding you that I am you and you are me and we are we. Until next time, my friends.